Look at you, Pikachu. It's a Halloween edition, episode 55. Of the early show. Later, I'm Karis. I'm Jeremy. Hello. And this episode is called Children Are Animals. We wanted to run the table on Animal Cast. We haven't done that in a while, but we only had two animal stories. But wait. But hold on a second. You know what? Children are animals. This is a good news story. Justin Dowling of the Vancouver Canucks has been reunited with his diaper bag. <laughs> Excellent. <gasps> Excellent. Hey, it's Karison. Jeremy, the early show on 1027 The Peak. It's 622. And I was reading a story in Vancouver is Awesome about Justin Dowling and his wife being reunited with their diaper bag. They were at a restaurant in Yaletown. And I guess what happened is... You know, when you've got, they've got a young child and you're trying to get everything in the vehicle, including the young child and all the bags and everything you need. They pull out of their parking spot and leave. And then the person who drives into their parking spot at this restaurant in Yaletown notices this bag on the ground. They're like, oh no, these people left their diaper bag. Inside the diaper bag was an iPad that has a picture of Justin and his wife and his Aww. cute little kid. Yeah. And the and screen. Yeah. So then this person posted the, the photo of the family on Reddit and said, does anybody know who this is? Like, you know, I found this diaper bag. Yeah. And it just so happens, of course, that it is a Vancouver Canuck winger, Justin Dowlings. Oh. And so they, they're going to be reunited with their diaper bag, which is great. And it just brought back memories for me thinking about how important the diaper bag is in your life when you have an infant. It has so many things. And because when you haul a baby around, you need to have so much stuff for the baby. You know, it's not you can't pack light. So your diaper bag is stuffed with all of the essentials that will really get you through. You know, even if you're out for an hour with an infant, you probably need a diaper bag. You probably need some way of changing the butt or wiping the face or giving the Susie or whatever it may be. There's so many. Susie, everyone's got a name for it. We call it a sudo. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cute. Or the knuck duck. <laughs> yes. And then finally, when uh, my babies got past the point of needing the diaper bag, I was so tired of hauling that thing around all over the place. I took it out back to the backyard and I went full office space on it. <laughs> you know the scene where they're like attacking the photocopier or oh, the yeah. fax machine? Hip hop jams playing? Yes, that was me with our diaper bag. I'm just kicking <clears throat> the crap out of this thing. <clears throat> I was so sick of it. I was like, you are over. You are no longer in my life, diaper bag. The early show? Later with Karis and Jeremy. Yeah, good morning, you guys. It's 8.32. You're listening to The Early Show with Karis and Jeremy. Oh, man, Karis, you didn't quite get the uh, sunrise that uh, you needed, but you didn't get pouring rain this morning, so that's awesome. Yeah, and and getting into my vehicle to drive to work because I've got the Bob Ross hair. 
And you it's, were concerned. It's a well. I was concerned about the rain, and I was glad that it, <laughs> you know, I didn't get rained on my nice hair here. Uh, but then, as I got into the car, and I realized I'm trying to turn my head. My car is quite small. It doesn't have a lot of head clearance, and so the size of my Bob Ross hair uh, made it kind of difficult for me to, you know, I'd be like not so difficult that I felt unsafe operating a vehicle. But you had to roll down your window and just be like, "I'm coming over. <laughs> I'm coming over." <laughs> Hey, cyclist, I'm coming over. My hair is so big, it barely fits in my vehicle. <laughs> All right, so humans are the only known animals on the planet that have rhythm. I mean, not me, but most other humans on the planet have rhythm until now. They discovered lemurs can also bang out a drum beat. Really? Lemurs, the only other, I, I would have guessed, I don't know, monkeys or chimpanzees or great apes, probably elephants, maybe dolphins. No, 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 no. Octopus, the cat of the sea? No. Zero, zero oh, rhythm. None of them. None of them have written a hit song. None of them. And ha- the lemurs, have they written a hit song? The lemurs, uh, yeah, I think I watched that one with Ben Stiller where he's the animal and he goes to Mad- Madagascar. Uh-huh. Yeah, they jammed out a few songs in that film, I think. Yeah. Uh, the lemurs have demonstrated an ability to um, possess rhythm. <gasps> Should we sign them? Is that the next peak band on Check This Out? Yes. Give them some instruments and let's see what they can do. The monkeys suck. The Beatles worse. The lemurs hit jams. It's the early show with Karis and Jeremy. Weekdays, 6 to 10 on the peak. Uh, let's welcome okay. Janelle Stevenson to the program. Uh, she's the hospital manager at the Wild Wildlife Rescue Association of BC. And Janelle, this week, very spooky week, is also Bat Week. Bat Week. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes, uh, it is. So why let's just begin. Why are we celebrating bats? Uh, well, bats are not only amazing creatures, they're so important for the ecosystem and our environment. So anything we can do to keep them safe and happy in our world is the best thing we can do. I've been dive bombed by bats mm-hmm. before. And yes. it actually, it oddly enough, it didn't really worry me. I mean, is that something that we should be wary of? Like are bats, um, you know, well, scary. You might be scared of them. But like, do bats attack humans? They don't attack humans, especially in BC and Canada. Um, the reason why they seem to be dive bombing you is because the insects around you, uh, ah. your warmth um, attract insects and they're coming to eat them. They're actually protecting you. Wow. The thing, yeah. They are the a really cool thing. The caped crusader, but for real. Yeah. So it's, they're almost <laughs> like the dragonflies of the night. They are. They are for sure. The one thing you have to be careful though if they actually do touch you, then you need to seek medical attention. Vampires. Just in case. Vampires. vampires. Yeah, no. <laughs> Fair enough. Not vampires, but yes. Not <laughs> not vampires. Sorry, what could why would you need to seek medical attention? Uh well you would need to call your public health office just to check if they had contact because they are a rabies vector in BC. There's only a zero point five percent chance that they'll have rabies. However, if they come in contact with you, they're acting abnormal. So it's always good to be cautious um, because obviously rabies isn't a good disease to have. It can be fatal to us. 
And is there something in our everyday lives that we should be doing? Like, I know that there, you know, there are news articles out there talking about don't rake up your leaves. It's bad for the critters. Are there things mm-hmm. that we should be doing in our natural environment that's going to make it better for the bats? Oh, yes, for sure. Um, the first thing you want to do is make sure you create bat habitat around you. So natural gardens. Um, you can put up bat boxes, which really help as well. Make sure that they're not south-facing um, that they're east or west, so they can actually encourage the bats to live there if they need to. If you're about to tear down a building or anything like that, check the attic or the building for bats because it might be a bat colony that supplies, I guess, um, well, a hibernaculum for them to live all winter. So just being careful of their habitat, where they're going to nest in the winter, and don't put up any sticky or fly tape that hangs. They always get attached to that when they're looking for insects. They follow them around to get attached to that sticky tape. It's not good for them. <laughs> That's incredible. Janelle Stevenson is the hospital mm-hmm. manager at the Wildlife Rescue Association of BC. Janelle, thank you for talking to the early show and everyone on the peak about bats. Of course, anytime. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. 1027. The early show. Later with Karis and Jeremy. Now it's time to say goodbye on our extra Friday edition of our podcast, Tight and Bright. That's it. That's what Friday is all about, especially Friday before Halloween. Yeah, and it's sunny. Yes. Oh. We're dressed in costumes. And what are you planning on doing on the Halloween? Uh, I got to go to the gym. I'm not getting away from that, even though it's a Friday that's sunny. Uh, My wife and I may buy a vacuum cleaner. Oh, wow. That's really exciting. Yeah, we're really excited about that. Uh, But then the Halloween adventures begin. Uh, Probably chop some jack-o'-lanterns. Right. Yeah, we're going to be doing that this weekend. We'll do pizza at home. Oh, fun. Mom and dad might have a beer. Kids will chop some jack-o'-lanterns. And then trick-or-treating on on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of our plan, too. What are your kids dressing up as, you know? Uh, My seven-year-old, Spencer, is kind of like a... A um a Grim Reaper oh cool type vibe with but instead of with the Grim Reaper hook kind of yep. scythe he's got a sword yeah that's fun uh, and then my ten year old Oscar is he was gonna go I don't know I, I don't know if he's decided if he's gonna be a Fortnite character or if he's gonna go as sort of like a a, a zombie goalie. Okay, both of those are fun. Yes. But what's funner? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, it, it'll probably be game a game time decision. decision. Yeah, because yeah. he could sort of, they swing both ways. We've got stuff for both, so we'll see what happens. See what happens. That's cool. Yeah. And then do you go in your neighborhood or you go out to grandma and grandpa's? or We go in the neighborhood. Oh, fun. Yep, going with some classmates. and. Uh, little, do you go with the parents too? Uh, well, you know what? I'm not entirely sure how that's going to go down. I don't know if one of the parents will volunteer and be like, hey, I'll take them all. And you're like, good, here they go. <laughs> See you in three days? Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, well, they have enough food to last them for a while, for sure, after they go trick-or-treating. I'm, we'll, we'll figure out how that's going to happen. Yeah, I remember going trick-or-treating. I mean, my daughter must have been like, like preschool. And so we went out near the in a neighborhood that wasn't the neighborhood we live in. It was near the preschool. So we were like, oh, yeah, we'll come trick-or-treating. So you became fast friends with all these other parents. But, like, the only thing we all have in common is that our kids go to the same 
daycare. Yep. So you had to be kind of like one day friends with all these people. Yes. But the part where I got a little wild was this like partway through the trip, some of the dads just pulled out firecrackers and started throwing them like teenagers. And at first I was horrified. But then I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. This is getting You cool. are a lot cooler <laughs> than I thought you were. No offense. <laughs> so, so what's happening? What happens in Coquitlam with fireworks? Are they allowed? I don't think anywhere they're allowed allowed, you know? Well, because in Vancouver, they have been allowed up until this but Halloween. But did you technically have to get a permit from the fire department or something? No. No. Oh, okay. No. I mean, there were pop-up Halloween stores every five blocks in Vancouver leading up to Halloween. And then Halloween week was insane with stuff being lit and popping and going off and then halloween night itself is always just in vancouver been a complete mayhem like i remember last year where we lived in the city uh not far from us there was a corner and some adults got a wheelbarrow full of sand and right in the corner you know it was a residential neighborhood but right in the corner of the intersection is where they set up shop with all the incendiary incendiary things. And then the neighborhood kids and adults would crowd around on the corners of of the intersection, like a circle around. And it was just like, and it would go off for about 20 minutes. (laughs) And everybody is having a great time. Thankfully, nobody got injured. Yeah. Uh, But that kind of thing, that's how Halloween has always been for me. Yeah, that's how it was for me as a kid. And right? Coquillum was like that. It would be some dad or a bunch of dads would all pitch in because they'd buy hundreds of dollars worth of fireworks. Yep. And then you do it. Set up in for a cul de sac. Yeah, or exactly. Like and you do it kind of for the general area, the neighborhood. But this year, with the fireworks being not allowed, uh, it's it's oddly quiet. It's something I'm not used to. Someone did that at the We live by a school. Someone did that by the school last year. Like a group of people set up like fireworks. It wasn't like punk kids. It was like. Adults. Adults and, and kids came and their families came and they did it at the school, not in the street. But it is way less than when I was younger. And I don't know what the technical rules are. It's not like the punk kids ask. They just do. Yeah. Um, so I do like uh, you talked about the other day, not on the podcast, but I think we were chatting in the studio that you just heard firecrackers going off the other day in your neighborhood. Yes, randomly. And which was weird because. They're not allowed. And so I ran outside to see, can I see them? And then by the time I got outside, they were done. Mm. Yeah. So I heard some, I went out for a walk yesterday and I heard. But I mean, for me, it was always like, it it was not Halloween night. It was always punk kids. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't, who cares what the rules are? Because kids never cared. Like they were technically illegal for me when I, in the nineties. Yeah, I know. Exactly. you, You would buy your, you know, as a, as a 15-year-old, I bought them from the firecracker dealer at my junior high school. Yeah, I think my brother did that, too. And the firecracker yeah. dealer at my high school was funded by his dad. So uh, <laughs> it was a family business. And the dad was uh. had it in his garage and basically, like, gave his kid a bunch to bring to school, which we bought from him. Yeah. In cash. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it'll, this, this Halloween in Vancouver is going to be different. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah. The, Kids, yeah, we'll kids see. We'll see kids. if kids <laughs> manage to get their hands on some this year. I don't know. So far, it has been very, very quiet. Which yeah. you know, for people who are not fans of firecrackers and fireworks, I'm sure are thrilled by. Like when Oscar is 15, like a bunch of years from now, you'll be like, 
Oscar, I am very disappointed, but also, where are you lighting them off? <laughs> <laughs> also, I'd kind of like to see them. Where kind are you going to be lighting I am very up. Okay, no other parents around. Where are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast. I know it was a little tight and bright today, uh, but, you know, we got Friday on the mind and... Uh, and that's it. <laughs> and that's all we got. Follow us on Twitter. Get the chips. And uh, you know our Twitter handles. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Nothing can kill the grimace. All right. We're done here.